0: This is the Bible in one year, day 347. How to celebrate. It will be a joyous celebration, a time of happiness and joy, gladness and honour. Pippa and I love our annual leadership conference held at the Royal Albert Hall, which was built in central London to display the greatness and power and glory and victory and the majesty of God. Thousands of people gather together, These are times of great celebration and heavenly worship and powerful, life-changing teaching. People are inspired, refreshed, and equipped to make a difference to the world around them. The Bible has much to say about celebration. There is a celebration in heaven every time one person turns to Christ. When the prodigal son returned to the father, the father said, Let's have a feast and celebrate. In our Old Testament passage for today, we read that the city of Susa held a joyous celebration. It exploded with joy. What were they celebrating? What should you celebrate now? How should you celebrate? Psalm 142 I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift
1: up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before Him my complaint. Before Him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see. There is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me, because of your goodness to me.
0: Celebrate Answered Prayer For many years, As I've read this psalm, I've written down a list of troubles and situations for which I'm crying out to God for mercy and help. As I look back, it's amazing to see the way in which God has answered these prayers. The context of this psalm is that David is imprisoned in a cave and fearing for his life. He cries out loudly to God, spelling out his troubles and pleading for mercy. He prays, get me out of this dungeon so I can thank you in public. Your people will form a circle around me and you'll bring me showers of blessing. David longs to be able to praise God for answering his prayers and rescuing him. He promises that if he's rescued, he will turn it back to worship and gather others together to celebrate God's goodness. It's important to remember to celebrate, answer prayers, to praise God's name and celebrate his goodness. It will build your faith and increase your love for God. Lord, thank you for the many times you have rescued me. Lord, again today I cry out to you. New Testament, Revelation 4 After
1: this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it, and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were twenty-four other thrones, and seated on them were twenty-four elders. They were dressed in white And had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also, in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center, round the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all round, even under its wings. Day and night they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being.
0: Celebrate before the throne in heaven. We have a 24-7 prayer room at our church. There is worship and prayer 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, night and day, never taking a break. You do not need to wait until heaven to experience heavenly worship. This worship is happening now, 24-7 in heaven. In this passage, we get a glimpse of what it looks like. Every time you worship, you join in with the worship of heaven. John's eyes turn from the church on earth to the church in heaven. John looks through an open door in heaven. Accompany John as he's invited to ascend and enter. I'll show you what happens next. What follows is an extraordinary vision of the greatness and glory of God. God is at the centre of the universe, surrounded here by images of who he is and what he's done. The throne suggests the highest authority. The rainbow is the rainbow of promise. The lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder point to the power of God and the sea of glass, clear as crystal, suggests peace and security. Seven fire-blazing torches fronted the throne. These are the sevenfold Spirit of God. There is one Holy Spirit, but the fire-blazing torches represent all the different ways in which He expresses Himself and in which you experience His fullness in your life. Around the throne are 24 elders seated on thrones, probably representing the 12 tribes of the Old Testament and the 12 apostles of the New Testament. This is the completed and perfect Church of Jesus Christ. You are included. As those around the throne contemplate the wonder of God, the natural response is to turn to worship. And this is the first thing that John finds going on in heaven. There are five worship songs in the next two chapters. Day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Those of us who find repetition hard may have to get used to a lot of it. Whenever the living creatures Give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives for forever and ever. the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him, who lives for forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and give him all the glory. The church, the angels, and all created things bow down and worship God. the eternal father sits on the throne, surrounded by the worshipping community, as John Stott wrote one day. You will join the church triumphant, the great multitude that no one will be able to count, drawn from every nation, tribe, people and language, and you will stand with them before God's throne. The King of the universe will give you refuge in the shelter of His throne. You will see Him and worship Him day and night. The Lamb-turned-shepherd will lead you with the rest of His sheep to fountains of living water. You will satisfy your thirst forever at His eternal springs. My Lord and my God, I thank you that I don't have to wait until the new heaven and the new earth to worship you. You are worthy to receive glory, honor, and power today and every day. Old Testament, Esther 6-8 to That night the king could not sleep.
1: So he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign to be brought in and read to him. It was found recorded there that Mordecai had exposed Bigthana and Tiresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, who had conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. What honour and recognition has Mordecai received for this? the king asked. Nothing has been done for him, his attendants answered. The king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the palace to speak to the king about impaling Mordecai on the pole he had set up for him. His attendants answered, Haman is standing in the court. Bring him in, the king ordered. When Haman entered, the king asked him, What should be done for the man the king delights to honour? Now Haman thought to himself, Who is there that the king would rather honour than me? So he answered the king, For the man the king delights to honour, let them bring a royal robe the king has worn, and a horse the king has ridden, one with a royal crest placed on its head. Then let the robe and horse be entrusted to one of the king's most noble princes. Let them robe the man the king delights to honour, and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him, This is what is done for the man the king delights to honour. Go at once, the king commanded Haman. Get the robe and the horse, and do just as you have suggested, for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate, do not neglect anything you have recommended. So Haman got the robe and the horse. He robed Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city streets, proclaiming before him, This is what is done for the man the king delights to honour. Afterwards Mordecai returned to the king's gate, but Haman rushed home, with his head covered in grief, and told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends everything that had happened to him. His advisers and his wife Zeresh said to him, Since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him, you will surely come to ruin." While they were still talking with him, the king's eunuchs arrived and hurried Haman away to the banquet Esther had prepared. Esther Chapter 7 So the king and Haman went to Queen Esther's banquet. And as they were drinking wine on the second day, the king again asked, Queen Esther, what is your petition? It will be given you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom it will be granted. Then Queen Esther answered, If I have found favour with you, Your Majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life, this is my petition, and spare my people, this is my request. For I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed, and annihilated. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet, because no such distress would justify disturbing the king." King Xerxes asked Queen Esther, Who is he? Where is he, the man who has dared to do such a thing? Esther said, An adversary and enemy, this vile Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and queen. The king got up in a rage, left his wine, and went out into the palace garden. But Haman, realizing that the king had already decided his fate, stayed behind to beg Queen Esther for his life. Just as the king returned from the palace garden to the banqueting hall, Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was reclining. The king exclaimed, Will he even molest the queen while she is with me in the house? As soon as the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Then Harbona, one of the eunuchs attending the king, said, A pole reaching to a height of fifty cubits stands by Haman's house. He had it set up for Mordecai, who spoke up to help the king. The king said, Impale him on it. So they impaled Haman on the pole he had set up for Mordecai. Then the king's fury subsided. Esther chapter 8 That same day, King Xerxes gave Queen Esther the estate of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, and Mordecai came into the presence of the king, for Esther had told how he was related to her. The king took off his signet ring, which he had reclaimed from Haman, and presented it to Mordecai, and Esther appointed him over Haman's estate. Esther again pleaded with the king, falling at his feet and weeping, she begged him to put an end to the evil plan of Haman the Agagite, which he had devised against the Jews. Then the king extended the gold scepter to Esther, and she arose and stood before him. If it pleases the king, she said, and if he regards me with favor and thinks it the right thing to do, and if he is pleased with me, Let an order be written overruling the dispatches that Haman, son of Hamadeta, the Agagite, devised and wrote to destroy the Jews in all the king's provinces. For how can I bear to see disaster fall on my people? How can I bear to see the destruction of my family? King Xerxes replied to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew. Because Haman attacked the Jews, I have given his estate to Esther, and they have impaled him on the pole he set up. Now write another decree in the king's name on behalf of the Jews as seems best to you, and seal it with the king's signet ring, for no document written in the king's name and sealed with his ring can be revoked. At once the royal secretaries were summoned, on the twenty-third day of the third month, the month of Sivan. They wrote out all Mordecai's orders to the Jews and to the satraps, governors and nobles of the 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush. These orders were written in the script of each province and the language of each people, and also to the Jews in their own script and language. Mordecai wrote in the name of King Xerxes, sealed the dispatches with the king's signet ring, and sent them by mounted couriers who rode fast horses especially bred for the king. The king's edict, granted the Jews in every city the right to assemble and protect themselves, to destroy, kill, and annihilate the armed men of any nationality or province who might attack them and their women and children, and to plunder the property of their enemies. The day appointed for the Jews to do this in all the provinces of King Xerxes was the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar. A copy of the text of the edict was to be issued as law, in every province and made known to the people of every nationality so that the jews would be ready on that day to avenge themselves on their enemies the couriers riding the royal horses went out spurred on by the king's command and the edict was issued in the citadel of susa when mordecai left the king's presence he was wearing royal garments of blue and white a large crown of gold and a purple robe of fine linen. And the city of Susa held a joyous celebration. For the Jews, it was a time of happiness and joy, gladness and honor. In every province and in every city to which the edict of the king came, there was joy and gladness among the Jews, with feasting and celebrating. And many people of other nationalities became
0: Jews, because fear of the Jews had seized them celebrate the great acts of god sometimes as we look at the world it seems that evil is triumphing good people suffer and are even being persecuted for their faith will things ever be put right yes they will god has come to earth in the person of his son jesus the incarnation which we celebrate at christmas he's defeated evil through the cross and resurrection which we celebrate at easter The final victory will take place when Jesus comes again. In the meantime, he's given you the Holy Spirit so that you can experience a foretaste of that final victory right now. This we celebrate at Pentecost. God was preparing his people for these great events. In the book of Esther, we see a prefiguring and a picture of what was to come in Jesus. In a dramatic turnaround, Haman's plot fails. Mordecai the Jew is honored. Judgment falls on the evil and arrogant Haman. Esther is used by God to save the people. This is the origin of the great Jewish celebration of Purim. The providential hand of God rescued his people from destruction and slaughter and annihilation. Events began to turn when the king could not sleep, so he ordered the book of the Chronicles, the record of his reign, to be brought in and read to him. He was reminded of the heroic loyalty of Mordecai. Have you ever achieved something for which other people have taken the credit? Haman tried to take the honor that belonged to Mordecai, Mordecai's response is a model of humility and trust in God. Other people may not see what you've done, but God sees and he will reward you. Instead of being hanged, Mordecai receives honor and recognition. The king issues an edict granting the Jews in every city the right to assemble and protect themselves. The city of Susa held a joyous celebration. It was a time of happiness and joy, gladness and honor, with feasting and celebrating. Many people of other nationalities became Jews because fear of the Jews had seized them. This is the earliest reference to many non-Hebrews putting their faith in the Lord. There had been cases of individuals coming to faith, for example, Ruth and Uriah the Hittite, but nowhere before had there been a mass movement like this. When the Jewish festival of Purim is celebrated, the book of Esther is read. It is now one of the three great Jewish celebrations – The church also has three great celebratory festivals, Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. These should be joyous celebrations of happiness, gladness, honor, and feasting, celebrating the great acts of God in history, the incarnation, the resurrection of Jesus, who died for us on the cross, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as well as the annual celebrations, celebrate these great events daily in your heart. Lord, thank you that you have given us so much to celebrate. Thank you that you have delivered us through Jesus Christ. Thank you for the birth, death and resurrection of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Help me to celebrate these great events annually in our church festivals and daily in my heart.
1: Pippa adds, In Esther 6, Naaman says to himself, is there that the king would like to honour rather than me?
0: Thinking too much of oneself is not a good idea.